the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Well, folks, good morning. It is Wednesday. It is March 3rd. We have a new governor. That's right. Rhode Island has its new governor, Rhode Island governor, Dan McKee. He was the lieutenant governor. He was sworn on, sworn in last night. So again, former mayor of Cumberland, and he was the lieutenant governor for, well, he got elected lieutenant governor in 2014. He was reelected 2018. And now his term of governor, his term, he uh, fills out Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo's term. Now, she resigned last night. She was confirmed by the Senate yesterday afternoon. She's going to be sworn in later today, I believe, or there's some scheduling. I think it's unclear. She's going to be sworn in by the Vice President Kamala Harris. So, But Lieutenant, but uh, Governor Raimondo, she has resigned. She was not sworn in yet as Commerce Secretary, but we don't know. Maybe she filled something out or something like that, or maybe they just do it quickly, and then there's a more of an official thing um, th- uh, at some point. So, but the McKee era begins. He announced a lot of his appointments. He's already out. This is his first day in office. He's going to be active. Uh, and folks, he's he's got some challenges, no question. But the good news is, as you know, um, the, the vaccine, the distribution is, is really making the rounds that become much more effective with it. So th- this to me, the month of March, his first month, I think is a little bit of the, the difficult challenge. As far as, you know, uh, still getting the vaccine out, people are getting it. I encourage you to get it. Uh, I have not, I don't qualify for it just yet, but when I do, I will uh, get the vaccine. Uh, I want to remind people that no one that has gotten the vaccine has died of COVID. No one that has got the vaccine has died of COVID. Some people won't get it, but there are some people that also don't get flu shots and then they get the flu. And then if they're older enough, a lot of times it can lead to pneumonia lead to all different types of things and then uh people don't make it back from that so uh everyone has decisions to make but once you get out of this month with the spring you know if you're a restaurant you want to start to gear up to eat outside there's also good news if you saw yesterday the governor of texas has announced that's it in texas they've announced now keep in mind they have a milder climate so it's warmer but the governor of texas announced that's it no more masks things are open no more restrictions. This, by the way, this also falls under personal responsibility. If you're someone that's older or you're someone that has an underlying health condition, that doesn't mean you're out of the woods. But for for those that don't have those things, if you're somewhat younger, if you're in good shape, if you're healthy, uh, relatively healthy, and then more importantly, if you've had the, you get the vaccine, then life in, in some uh, case certainly would start to return to normal. So as I've been telling you, I think this is going to be an exciting spring. I think April, May, and June, we're going to see graduations. You're going to have proms. You're going to have people back out. You have Mother's Day. You have Easter. I think, uh, folks, I, I really believe now that the, the I believe the worst is behind us. Now, there's still a lot of challenges, still a lot of things to deal with. If you're a business, again, not saying it's easy. People aren't running back. People are still frightened. People are still a little sketchy about eating inside. I, but the more we are about 30 days away from almost like herd immunity, and that really just becomes tremendous. But just again to repeat, Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo, she did resign last night. Uh, former mayor of Cumberland, Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee, was sworn in. He is uh, He's not a political animal. He uh, certainly... So far, I think he's going to enjoy a relatively good first 100 days. He's uh, got a lot of friends within a lot of the the different mayors in the cities and towns. Folks, change is good. Governor Amundo, if she had stayed, you know, what is it? It's this year, next year, and then she's she's a lame duck anyway. So she made a uh, political gamble. And um, and then but she is she was passed by the Senate, relatively high margin, received 84 votes. So uh, a former, uh, um, he was the mayor of South Bend, Mayor Pete Buttigieg. He got 86, but 84 votes is strong. 
you know, you only have 16 people that vote no. But so the Ramundo end, uh, era has ended, and Governor Mundo starts a new adventure as uh, Secretary of Commerce for the Biden administration, and we have a new governor with Governor McKee. All right, a lot more ahead. Remember, tomorrow is the COVID briefing. This will be the first time we're going to see uh, Lieutenant Governor, now Governor McKee, on the stage. If you have a question, if you, if I can help you in any way, please log on at the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Just click on Contact John. A lot more head right here on the John DePetro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508 336 7801. MEGA, M E G A, professionals, 508 336 7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part time, full time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA Professionals, call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. This winter... You can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Make Henry Oil, make the switch. Make Henry Oil your reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery company. 401-521-0200. Residential, commercial, fuel oil delivery, fuel oil, diesel, gasoline, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. It's Henry Oil, serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Call them today, 401 401- Five two one zero two hundred. Remember, with Henry Oil, automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. Check out their website, henryoil.com, or call them today, 401-521-0200. Henry Oil. Since 1947, they have a great family history, and they are just terrific. You can depend on Carmine and Lori and the great folks at Henry Oil. Call them today, 401 401- Five two one zero two hundred. Check them out online at henryoil.com. Residential and commercial fuel oil delivery, service contracts, budget plans, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass, it's Henry Oil. Call them 401-521-0200. This winter, I'm asking you to switch to Henry Oil online at henryoil.com. You're listening to the John DePedro Show weekdays, folks. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380. Try out that 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePetro.com. Joining me right now, he covers Rhode Island for the Boston Globe. He had quite the day yesterday. Dan McGowan, let's pick it up with um, you. Uh, and I love this. You were kind of having a little fun uh, with how many votes Governor Mundo would end up uh, getting yesterday. And um, let's pick it up from there where you had a number of different winners of people that guessed the right number, which was, and that was a high number, but she received 84 votes yesterday in her official Senate confirmation. Yeah, get this, John. I, we asked uh, in our in Roadmap, our daily newsletter yesterday, I asked people to just make predictions, right? S- send me how many votes you'll get. 
We ended up getting more than 500 responses Holy from people. Holy cow, wow. Uh, and a couple of dozen ended up, about 30 actually, ended up getting uh, the 84 exactly right. Um, and you nailed it, John. 84 is a big number, right? It, it shows, obviously it shows, you know, a bipartisan uh, level of support. Um, it's just under the 86 that Pete Buttigieg got for uh, for transportation secretary. So, you know, for a, a process that probably longer than the governor wanted and certainly longer than the Biden administration wanted, uh, you know, it worked out in the end because she was overwhelmingly approved yesterday. It's interesting. Uh, and folks, there's a story in, in the Boston Globe uh, that Dan McGowan wrote about Governor Armando. So she was spotted at TF Green Airport. Uh, she was traveling. I, I think the photo I saw was there was just one aide with her. But uh, as she was traveling there, the aide had what seemed to be like, you know, an overnight bag of some kind. But um, was it, it, it also shows that you kind of, you know, you don't she doesn't set the schedule. No one does. You're kind of along for the ride. And then um, pick it up. You had quite the afternoon yesterday because. It was unclear exactly. She has not been sworn in yet as Commerce Secretary. That's that's exactly right. As you and I are talking, she still has not been sworn in, which is a bizarre thing because you're right. I mean, I think even she went to Washington yesterday kind of thinking, okay, if be a 2 o'clock vote or 2.15 vote, uh, remember those things were very quick. You know, it's a pretty quick process. It wasn't like a long day of speeches or anything like that i think she very much thought she would be sworn in yesterday um and she intends to work largely from uh rhode island for the first couple of months until she moves down there uh you know uh, as the virus gets better she's going to spend a lot of time still here i know her staff uh that's going with her is going to as well and so i think she probably anticipated a swear in and maybe potentially get back on a flight <laughs> uh last night but she doesn't get sworn in, which, of course, then throws off transition to the to Governor McKee. And, you know, the the, the process ended up working out for Governor McKee. Six o'clock last night, 6.15 last night, he was still telling advisors that he wasn't sure when he would be sworn in. Uh, you know, it, would it be tonight? Would it be tomorrow morning, today? Uh, and so he was pretty much in the dark, um, as, and as was Governor Raimondo in many ways. And then it all kind of came together. But, yes, we're still waiting on Governor Raimondo to actually be sworn in by the president. By the president or is it by the vice president? Oh, excuse me. Yes, right. By the vice president, I believe it is. Yes. Okay. Now, Dan McGowan, when is that sk- – right now, uh, what is the, the current understanding when that's going to happen? Believe – from what I was told, it's supposed to happen sometime – on the earlier side today is what I was told. I don't know if that's the morning or early afternoon of scheduling. It's just when somebody will, you know, is around to do this. I'm sure they want to make yep. it look, you know, nice. They want to get the picture. They want to do all that kind of thing. And then the big question, John, is who who does she do the first big interview with? Yeah. Um, I can say it's probably not going to be you or I. <laughs> uh, I think they're they're targeting some sort of big national um, you know, interview. There, there's a handful of people. I think they want her to do it on television, uh, which is interesting. Is at least that's what I've been told. And so we're really waiting to see kind of when when the world, in many ways, gets introduced to Governor or to Secretary Raimondo. Now, folks, we're speaking with Dan McKean of the Boston Globe. Now, Dan, yesterday also Ted Cruz was given time to get up, and he uh, he gave a speech. Uh, it had to do with the telecommunications company. But any idea about he 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 also hinted that for some reason the governor was not forthcoming with um, with with certain um, with certain information for for the job any any idea of where that was where I, that was going or was I, I was surprised by the way he presented that I wasn't at all surprised yeah. by the Chinese uh, argument um, clearly right. he's I think it's a I think it's a, it's an authentic criticism of his I think he he really strongly feels this way I would also say John you're smart about politics he he knows that the words communist China polls very oh, well. Yeah. And that's why you heard him say, uh, you know, we, we need to be against communist China. He must have said it, what, uh, half a dozen, maybe more times in the in the short speech that he gave. When it comes to your your other question, though, the, what, what surprised me is that Senator Cruz, to his credit, submitted 
a bunch of questions, maybe more than 20 questions for the written record for Governor Raimondo. And I've read them all. The governor responded to, I keep saying the governor, the secretary now, so responded to uh, um, every question. Now, was she as, you know, as forthcoming on everything? Some of the questions were a little bit, were very political. It was a lot of question, you know, random questions about stories in Rhode Island. And of course, she's able to kind of blow that off as just being political. But I, I think that's what he or asking about or, or pointing to, I think he was saying that there was just a lot of things that he, he didn't feel like she um, was particularly forthcoming. And I mean, to be honest, you and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. That confirmation hearing for her was almost entirely glowing, and I think that frustrated yeah. somebody f- f- like you know who honestly has a political stake in this, but also. I think wanted to vet a very serious, you know, office and, uh, you know, the, the potential holder of a very serious office. So I think that's what he was talking about. You know, it's funny, Dan McGowan, there is this myth floating out there about Governor Mundo, her, her, her husband, the family and, and her finances. Uh, you know, she, she submitted those things uh, during the confirmation process. It, it, it was published, but during the course of the summer and the fall, there, there is this, and I'll call it that. There is this myth that you know they are worth hundreds of millions of dollars and they control these businesses. And I, I, unless you saw something, I didn't see anything remotely close to that when they released all the financials. No, I mean you know one of the things if you, if you talk to some of the or if you read some of the national reporters that that you know cover like the real nitty gritty politics, they always kind of laugh and yawn at the. Uh, the you know the governors or the mayors who get appointed to these jobs because if you've been around public service in in your state or in you know if you're a Buddha judge you know as the mayor of a relatively large city you know you're subject to lots of filing disclosures it's very hard to completely cover up at least your income kind of uh, things there there's certainly look we we all know there are corrupt politicians everywhere that that's a real thing right but it's very hard to, you know, you can't hide your property. You can't hide things like that. And, um, yeah, I think the governor's always done to, I mean, for years, how many times have you gotten this question, John? I mean, for years, there are people who believe that Governor Raimondo's husband is very much tied to the marijuana industry. Marijuana? Uh, yeah. and, and the funny thing about it, the reason that is a thing is because the person, the lobby in Rhode Island who led the charge on, you know, advancing marijuana's last name is in fact Moffitt, like Andy Moffitt, her yes. husband, except it's a different, right. different spelling of the last name. Yes. Related. I've been hearing that for years. Um, and this summer, I'll just leave it at this, but this past summer, I, I can't tell you the number of protests and I can name the protesters. They'd stand up there in front of the crowd with a bullhorn and announce to the protesters that she was worth three hundred million dollars. Yeah, I mean, there's and, there's uh, no and, evidence of that, right? She's not no not no a rich evidence woman. of that at all. <laughs> or she's like she's a well, wealthy just, woman, uh, but not a they're well off. Yeah, yeah they've done well. The Damagawa, but let's take it through the afternoon. Uh, you managed to get in, uh, and by the way, she's not actually sworn in yet <laughs> as Commerce Secretary, so she's kind of private citizen Rabundo today. She did resign yesterday, uh, but take us through. You managed to get on this call. With uh, at the time, incoming Governor McKee and his his uh, his staff. Yeah, well, we were all waiting to figure out. Uh, you know, we've been very much in the dark about who Dan McKee was going to hire. You know, what was his first you know kind of top priority, things like that. And so I had gotten word that he was going to have a quick call with his transition team. Um, and there are dozens and dozens. In fact, I think there were a hundred people on the call. And so. I knew people on the call. I asked, Hey, can I, can you send me the call in number? And, uh, and it was a zoom, but, and sure enough, I called right in and nobody stopped me. And I just live tweeted everything that was talked about, which ruffled, yes, it was fantastic. <laughs> ruffled a lot of feathers, I think both in the media and then I think in the, uh, in the governor's office. But, uh, the gist of it was, you know, he did make some real news here. One made it very clear. He's not going to raise taxes in his budget next week, which comes out next week. Um, you know, he said, look, we're going to continue the car tax phase out. Right. That's a sign that he knows Rhode Island's going to do very well in this next stimulus package. Um, I think any concerns about, you know, financial shortfall, at least in the short term, 
um, uh, you know, are pretty much going to be debunked or going to be disappearing. Uh, and so now it becomes a matter of, you know, excess, right? It's a, it's surplus. It's it's what can you spend things on? And when you're heading into a governor's race next year, uh, that's, I mean, could you be in a better position if you're the new governor who isn't, you know, isn't desperately trying to close money or, you know, close shortfalls, isn't, you know, isn't closing down businesses. He's going to, in fact, reopen most businesses in the you know, coming months. So uh, Dan McKee is, is feeling pretty good. And I think he, he kind of showed that as he talked to his advisors. He was happy. He said people are going to be pleased. Uh, he was kind of giddy almost uh, to get because I think he knows uh, brighter times are coming for him. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. A lot more. Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe right here on the John DePietro Show. MEGA truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for MEGA, M-E-G-A, MEGA truck and trailer repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. The heating season is here. Folks, you need to call JKL Engineering today. JKL 401-351-7600. Let JKL Engineering design and install a natural gas high efficiency carrier Infinity System, the energy efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. If you think no gas, hey, guess what? No problem. Let JKL Engineering design and install a high efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates of the market, and they also do new installation and replacement of high efficiency gas boilers. JKL is Carry Factory authorized dealer. Licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, for over 50 years, JKL's reputation, second to none, especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. JKL is an approved national grid BPI installer. JKL is also a Navian certified factory dealer called JKL, system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Remember, estimates are free, financing is available. They're licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Call JKL Engineering right now, residential or commercial, at 401 351 7600. JKL, they'll do it right the first time. Now call them. You don't want to get stuck with an inefficient heating system. What if it starts to get really cold? Call JKL right now. Free quote, free estimate. Estimates are free, financing is available. 401 401- 351-7600, Rhode Island, Massachusetts. It's JKL Engineering, 401-351-7600. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, and I want the listeners to know what happened yesterday when Dan was part of. It was, uh, it was unprecedented. It was what happens when you have a pandemic, when you have a new administration and Dan McGowan, you are on that call. You're putting it was actually hilarious. I was telling somebody lives out of town about it last night. You are live tweeting what's happening on a call. It would and the rest of the media is scrambling because no one can figure out exactly how you're doing it, what's going on. And I'm just watching it. A lot of news came out of it. Um 
let's start off with uh, uh, some of the people that that are in fact going along with Governor Mundo to Washington before we talk about some of the key things. Uh, what what happens to David Ortiz? Yeah, big question. You know, I talked to David Ortiz a couple of weeks ago. Uh, David Ortiz, of course, was the governor's chief of staff, was the right hand person. You know, really kind of ran the campaign two years ago. Uh, so you know, very much the governor's kind of right hand guy. Um, oh yeah, valuable very guy. valuable guy. That's right. Uh, he is not. He, not that he's not found work. I think he's had a couple of offers, and he's laying low. He decided not to go to Washington. He's got some. You know, he's got a family here and kids and stuff. And uh, I think he's probably going to end up in the private sector. I think he's probably looking for a little bit of time off. It's obviously been a crazy year. Um, you know, as we, you and I talked about a couple of weeks ago, we knew Kevin Gallagher, who's the, you know, deputy chief of staff is going over and he's got a big job. He's going to handle uh, broadband, which if you paid attention to the governor's confirmation hearing a couple of weeks back, I mean, every other question was about how do we get broadband in Montana and things like that. And so uh, I think that's going to be a big part of his portfolio. The big name, there are a couple other people that are going along with her, but as you have been saying, you know, for, for weeks also, uh, it's not a lot of people. It's not like she's able to bring 30 no. people with her. It's very much, this is the Biden no. team. And yeah, you get a couple of spots. Now, Dan McGowan, uh, with the governor's resignation yesterday, I believe that also kicks in another resignation. And that's Brett Smiley, who is director of administration. Who's who's going to get, that's a huge job. That, that is that a job? massive job. I believe looking at uh there's you know the name is off the, it's, it's escaping me right now i believe there's somebody within government someone from the department of revenue um who, who is going to be joining on in in, in in having that job I, it's escaping me right now but um it, you know it'll be kind of an internal okay. appointment but you nailed it i mean look you know for everyone out there of course the governor is the face of everything when you're when you know in, in politics the director of administration though is the person who you know, really kind of guides the budget, you know, when, when you run into a big shortfall, you know, if you're, let's say the department of, I don't know, DCYF, when you, when you have financial problems, you go, you don't go to the governor, you go to the department of administration and you get to, you know, take it to the yeah. woodshed in many ways. So the department of administration is very important job. Um, and so, yeah, that job will be filled shortly, I believe again, internally. What is that? What is some of the people that he is also keeping on and brought in? What is your first impression of of the McKee administration, such as, you know, Claire Rob Richards has yep. been there forever. Uh, Brenna McCabe certainly knows uh, government. Um, you know, he's very tight with Mayor Policina. His son becomes deputy counsel on, on policy. A lot of this, it's certainly not east side of Providence. It's more Cumberland and even um you know, Elena Cerrone, a lot of people think of her as Channel 6, but actually her dad's a big Cumberland That's guy, right. Al Cerrone, with the, you know, he said the car dealership. So he's, uh, Al Cerrone, he was in a bunch of the Fairley films because, you know, he has that Cumberland connection. Uh, anything else jump out at you with uh, his initial uh, I announcement think the, of the staff? You just nailed the big part of this. It, it's very much, you know, a move away from kind of the small, uh, you know, like I call it the the seven stars crowd, right, on the east side of Providence. It's it's, yes. it's definitely it's definitely like a that. little bit broader. You know, I think you saw the, the you know, Joe Palacino who wants to run, who, you know, he's the son of the mayor, wants to run for mayor himself. Um, I think the former council president in Cumberland, Dwyer, is, is going there. Um, you know, you even see, uh, I believe, the, you know, there's a former town manager that's going to handle municipal operations. What they're doing here is, um, you know, they're making that commitment to we're going to have your backs, cities and towns. Right. And that's who this this governor is going to be. He's going to be a guy who kind of looks at everything from, um, I think, the that municipal approach. Mayors are going to love that. Mayors are going to love that, especially when there's money to hand out. Right. It's one thing to say you love us. It's another thing to actually be able to give us money. You can do both. Uh, you know, that's that's a good thing, because remember, it all trickles down. If if the you know, if the municipalities are made whole and they're not facing surpluses, that means your ta your property taxes aren't going up. Um, and I Dan McKee, uh, la I believe it was last week for just a brief time. And, and I saw him also this week when he was in a vaccine uh, clinic. And the thing that he continues to harp on is if we get 
you know, if we if we can do right by the cities and towns, this, in this case it was Warwick, if we can do right by the cities and towns, you know, and it, it, it brings people along, gets people comfortable, whether it's the vaccine or, or, or other things, it also, though, politically for him is great. Because if you're, again, if you're Frank Picozzi, if you're the new mayor of Cranston, you know, Ken Hopkins, how do you really, you know, strongly oppose a guy who gives you everything you want, right? And and so it's it's almost a, a two-ended thing here. You know, it's smart. Uh, it's it's a smart policy approach, but it could also work out really well for him again when he's on the ballot next year. Now, Dan McGowan again, folks. Speak with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. How about the fact that uh, he was at the uh, the dunk, and there's one of the people that getting up to the microphone is someone he. Certainly could be facing the primary, Mayor Alorza. And then last night, as he's being sworn in as governor, which he was, who's swearing him in? Nelly Gorbia could be a challenger. But, Governor, it's it's hard to avoid the uh, the politics that are surrounding that he's interacting with people that, by all accounts, in a little over a year, he's going to be And, and I, I wrote this roadmap today. I mean, look, the, the re-election yeah. of Dan McKee starts right now, right? Because now it's... Everything is about, you know, how he's doing. Can't blame the governor as much anymore. I mean, you can sometimes, but you can't blame or Gina Raimondo as much anymore. Uh, everything becomes, you know, kind of on you. And you're right. You've kind of got, you know, I hate to say it, a lot of kind of sharks swimming in the water. You, you know, don't don't think for a oh, second yeah. that Jorge Alorza isn't monitoring every single thing that Dan McKee does and in, in, in thinking about it from, all right, can this help my city? But then how do I, you know, how do I make it look good for me and not him? Right. That's what that's how this works. Um, you're right. I mean, that must have been very awkward between Nelly Gorbea, who, you know, wants to be sworn into that job just a couple of years from now. Um, I think you're going to see even today. I think today the uh, treasurer, Seth Magaziner, is having a, you know, an event uh, where he wants to kind of get his piece of the action on, um, you know, on, on giving out scholarships to people, you know, to families that have been, you know, hurt by the pandemic. Uh, you know, everyone's going to be kind of clamoring for attention. The thing is, the, a new governor, you've got the spotlight on you the entire time. I mean, he will control the narrative about him um, for for the foreseeable future, but certainly the next couple of weeks. I mean, this is really get to know you time uh, for this this new governor. Um, and so, I, I, you know, I think the next couple of weeks are going to be really important. The other thing I've heard, John, is I've heard his fundraising has been excellent in the last couple of weeks, right? Once you become, once they know you're the governor, sure has. people start to fill up your coffers. And so that's another thing that will, uh, that he yep. certainly, uh, he's doing behind the scenes. I'm sure you noticed with today is his first day, you know, schedule of the governor put out. First two events, Boom, out of five, right. both in Providence. And as we both know how important that's going to be, then the third event I see in his schedule where he's leaving the state house will be in North Providence. So now you have ally uh, Charlie Lombardi, the mayor of North Providence, kind of, you know, walking you around. Uh, Dan McGowan, any surprises? I'm not surprised. All bond, pa- all uh, the bonds passed. Um, I want to touch on lieutenant governor. I think it's interesting if you applied, it sounds like you're going to get your chance to at least come in. You're not going to get a chance to be in front of him. They're going to you know, willow it, you know, window it down a little bit, uh, whittle it down, I should say. But um, do you, how is that going to work out? Where I guess is it this weekend that people you go to the state house for your yeah, it that they've, minute interview? they've at least scheduled. I know they have scheduled. Uh, uh, Sabina Matos has an interview this weekend, so I assume that just about everybody will get an interview. I'm curious to know, and we may we may never actually know this. It may be more of a something that gets held privately, but. I'm curious to know how many people Dan McKee takes himself. You know, is it the Diosa, the Sabina Matos, the Liz Beretta Parrick, uh, you know, those folks who, who seem to be the kind of the front runners. And then do you let the, you know, guy that dresses up like a hot dog, you know, do you let that go to maybe one of the new staffers or things like that? And so, um, I, you know, I, I'm curious to see how they do that. I think they want to get it done very quickly. I think they want to, you know, maybe make an announcement yeah. by sometime next week or the following week. And so, you know, 15 minute interview, 70 plus people that adds up, especially when there's only a handful of people who are probably realistically, you know, have a shot at the job. Dan McGowan, before we take a break, uh, who are you hearing would give him the best chance? Because to me, it's all about winning September 2022 in that Democrat primary. 
who are you hearing that maybe is considered the person? Well, I hate to be long-winded, John, but I am. And 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 the the no, go ahead. Know, I'm sort of of two minds, and I think they're of two different minds in this. So, you know, I, I, the, the you want to pick. I think for a lot of political reasons and a lot of you know perception reasons, picking a Latino Latina is probably the way they want to go. So, of course, that leaves the Diosa and and, and Matos as the kind of the, the leading candidates. The other school of thought, though, is if there's somebody out there that can raise you a serious amount of money, Liz Beretta Perrick, some of these others, hey, mm. you know, Seth Magaziner is going to have an endless flow of money to him, right? Uh, Mayor Lorza right. is still going to be the mayor while he's fundraising. He'll never stop being able to raise money as mayor of Providence. So, you know, if you have somebody that can potentially kind of help with, with fundraising, you got to look at that. I go back to, this is why I've settled way i think sabina matos uh is very much the favorite i think what she does she doesn't bring a lot of fundraising but she she does a lot of kind of intangible things i think she certainly could carry the vote um in providence dan mckee's relatively community in providence but imagine this go takes you from being you know popular 55 60 percent of the vote to 75 percent of the voters and and so I, I think um, she remains the favorite. I think they they like her as somebody who, um, you know, who can deliver in Providence. And it's a contrast too. If if, if Jorge Lorz is going to be your Democratic primary opponent, well, the guy who who, I mean, who would know him better than the city, the former city council president? If she's saying no, this guy doesn't get it. This guy's been a bad mayor. Um, you know, she almost can become a, an attack dog. But Dan McKee doesn't have to be. Good point. So. Yes. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Folks, quick break. A lot more. Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe right here on the John DePietro Show. Mega Logistics. They're there to help you. Give them a call today. 401-431-2300. MEGA Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokers for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies, you can depend on MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today, MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. While the pandemic rages on, you need to stay healthy. You need to take care of your health. You need to stop it and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. Call Marie. I call her the Queen of Health, 401-305-3585. You've seen the her store. It's right in that old white church. It's My Health, because, folks, it's about your health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Shop local. Stop it and see Marie. What do we have? Well, vitamins, herbal remedies, trusted companies, who understand quality, integrity, local products like the incredible acai berry. She also has honey, maple syrup. Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant, has over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. The service is the best plus hemp and CBD products, plus massage therapy, reflexology, Pilates. Folks, stop it and see her. It's my health because it's about your health and staying healthy and children's vitamins. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 
3585. Stop in and see Marie and It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. Because remember, it's your health. Stop in and see Marie at It's My Health. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, I want to just circle back on uh, Governor Raimondo. So it's your your hearing. She's going to work primarily out of Rhode Island in the beginning. Is there uh, an office that she would be, you know, is there a commerce office? I know, I think they have some kind of presence in every every state. I'm unaware of the, would she be working out of the Rhode Island office or take office space? It's a, or real, how, how it's exactly a really good question because work? I would imagine that, uh, you, you know, you you suddenly are an incredibly influential person, you know, internationally when you're the commerce secretary. And so something tells me that Governor Romano can't just, you know, sit, uh, you know, on the couch at home and into certain meetings and things like that. I mean, I imagine there's intense security, you know, concerns, especially as we talk about China, right? right. And so th- what we don't know is, does she... You know, maybe you can. Maybe you just can get through a lot of this. There is certainly the government knows how to have secure uh, interaction, things like that. Um, I don't anticipate that she's going to be, you know, working out of my building, Providence or anything like that. Um, I, I think what she's right. told, she certainly told people that uh, they are going to move down there. Her family's going to move down there, but it's going to come in the summer. And what I've been told by by people who are going with sure. her say you know they've been told very clearly that office has been generally shut in washington for for much of the pandemic and so uh yeah and so you're gonna wow. have you know I, I think a lot of the ability to work somewhat remotely but i mean again make no mistake about it gina Raimondo is probably going to be you know racking up the miles going you know you fly everywhere when you were the commerce secretary even in a pandemic so yeah. she may be <clears throat> not fully moved in in dc but something tells me she's not going to be always in rhode island either uh dan dan mcgowan dan dan mckee the new governor one of the things he announced was right away he wants to see teachers get vaccinated there's a story in the boston globe that cbs now is stepping up and will be allowing teachers to sign up for the vaccine appointments with him coming in as governor uh what are what are a couple things? Uh, let, let's just touch on the, any sense of the, the Providence teachers contract. That That's a, a huge hurdle. I mean, I, and we don't it. have an answer for it yet. I mean, I think one thing he thinks he can kind of thread, <clears throat> excuse me, thread the needle on a little bit is, hey, I'm going to bat for you for the teachers on the vaccine. Uh, you know, the Biden administration yesterday said they're going to, you know, everyone will have a vaccine. Everyone who wants it can have it by May, every adult, right? So that's well ahead of schedule. That looks like it's going to be good. So Dan McKee can kind of follow through on a promise. Something tells me, though, he's also going to have to say, hey, you know, I'm not going to, I'm also going to support this teacher's, this this state takeover. I mean, he is committed to Angelica Infante Green. And so he's going to try to, you know, I'll give you this thing, but you got to, you know, show me some wiggle room. Big question about what's going to happen with the charter schools. So he's got a lot of questions to answer there. But it's one sign of peace to be able to be kind of the leading person, especially in huge contrast to Gina Raimondo, who almost by uh, by by taking a different approach, almost came across as someone who didn't want to vaccinate teachers. Now, that's not exactly right. But if you have one person saying, I'm all for it, let's vaccinate the teachers. And then you have another one saying, put the brakes on this, let's hold. That's how I think teachers very much interpreted it. So Dan McKee, I think, gets a win from the teachers in that one. Now, Dan McGowan, so is this day one, for instance, have all Josh Block, all the Raimondo people, are they cleared out? If you, uh, you know, your name was released yesterday, are all these people showing up for work in the the state house, or is this Funny, still I like asked a, Josh Block, the press secretary, motion. this yesterday because I said, you know, are you on the unemployment line tomorrow? How does this all work? And and he said, you know, he's offered to yeah. at least stay around to to the point of he almost kind of said it sheepishly, but he said, you know, we, I have a lot of information I need to give to whoever the you know to the people coming in. Uh, and so I, he said he anticipated 
for another day or two to at least have a meeting. Remember, things got very, as you and I talked about, things got very frosty between the Ramundo and McKee people. And so there, you know, where there probably should have been more maybe transition meetings, things like that. A lot of those things didn't happen as Dan McKee, a little more aggressive and outspoken. And so now you're in a spot where there are a lot of people that are coming in and potentially know you know virtually anything about how the state government works and so i think you'll see a little bit but yes i mean i think people are going to be done by the end of the week if you are not staying on the the mckee train here uh you're you're off probably by the end of the week and dan mcgowan you were on the call he announced people are going to be pleased not raising taxes in the car yeah, bit, I mean, I think, again, this goes back to when you have, you know, money to spare, uh, people are going to be pleased. Now, there's a lot of people listening that are going to say, how about you cut us a check, right? How about you cut us a rebate? Uh, that's not often how the government likes to work, and so you probably won't see things like that. But, yeah, I mean, I talked about this in Roadmap today. I think that's going to be his, uh, you know, his bumper sticker. People are going to be pleased because he, he gets to kind of be a little bit of Santa Claus here. He gets to deliver good news, reopen the government. Um, he has every reason. If you talk to the political experts out there, John, you're one of them, but you talk to anybody who follows this very closely, they say Dan McKee is very much set up to do well here. Um, and it's a matter of getting some of these people who maybe they committed early to other to other candidates, maybe they're on the fence. It's about getting them on board. Uh, but but Dan McKee feels very, I mean, I, I, again, I think I used the word before, giddy. He sounded upbeat. He was ready to go when he was talking to his advisors yesterday, and it's because he's got a lot of good news to give. Well, when you think about it, just looking at the calendar, we're really about 14 months away from what potentially could be the first yep. gubernatorial Democrat debate. When you're talking about May of next year and over the next few months, I would think between now and Labor Day, that's when people are going to start to announce if you're running. um, I know you go back to, you know, 13, both uh, Gina Raimondo, Angel Tavares, they both announced, you know, during that period, you want to announce kind of, you know, the year, a year before. And then it was Clay Pell that was late to the party that didn't announce until until 2014. Um, Let me also, folks, there's also some great stories uh, in the Boston Globe about the the merger that's going to be coming. And then also I want you to just touch on, that's a great story on Frank Latour. I had met him in the past, the guy, you know, um, the city, any city needs like these ambassadors, so to speak, everyone. And I don't mean like a Joe Palito who is an ambassador, but he was one of those guys that um, I think was utilized in a way. And I'm glad you did that story on him because um, he was. Yeah. Sadly, he passed away this week. He was 71 and I knew he had been sick for a, and he had been wow. so a while, um, and, 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 you know, I knew things took a little bit of a downturn. I mean, you just nailed it, John. I mean, this is a guy who, uh, you know, I, I got to know Frank Latore by uh, we were members of a Citizens Police Academy together. Uh, and, you know, I did it as a member of the media. I think Chief Clements asked me to do it. And he comes on and was this just electric personality. He was funny but thoughtful. He yeah. uh, he really cared about downtown, and he was one of these guys. I think you summed this up pretty well there. But but the thing that he did very well was there are a lot of people, John, that that are are automatic no, you know, no to everything, no to big buildings, no to you know, no to extended nightlife. And he yep. was a guy who was certainly more supportive of the nightlife. But he was he was somebody who would say, let's get in a room and figure this out. It's not you know, there can't just be up, you know, up or down. Yes or no. It has to be. Let's come to some compromise. And he was a guy who, you know, Providence has to some degree made a comeback, I think, as a nightlife city over the last 20, you know, 15, 20 years, Um, you know, pre-COVID downtown Providence is is pretty lively. It's a fun place to be. Um, and he gets a lot of the credit for kind of directing that for, you know, um, for as that downtown has become more residential and there's been a lot more people down there. He's kind of the con- he was kind of the convener of people. So uh, sad to see him go because you're right. It's big shoes to fill and, and every kind of big city needs somebody like that. Yeah, when I met him, I told him, you know, I thought Providence, which I've said repeatedly, but I. 
I've always said I thought it should be like the New Orleans of the North. No rules, open to 4 a.m., you know, and the, you know, have out, outdoor block parties all the time. And he loved it. He was like, exactly. You know, some of the things like me. Dan McGowan, folks, you hear us mention Roadmap. It's wildly popular now, and it really hit its peak yesterday with all those people entering the contest, the number of yeah, votes. Yeah, very McGowan, how can other uh, people Send get me a blank email, morning? and people do this every week after I talk to you, so I really appreciate it, John. <clears throat> send me a blank email to rinews at globe.com, rinews at globe.com. If it's blank, I'll know what it is. You'll start getting it first thing tomorrow, and here's what you got. It's a five-minute read. It's completely free. You get analysis or new reporting from me. You get uh, links to all the stories, this great obit on, on Frank Latore, all the news about the healthcare merger, things like that. Uh, and then you got kind of a rundown. Here's what's happening. We got a new governor. What is he doing, right? Uh, and so it, it takes five yeah. minutes to read rinews at globe.com. Send a blank email. You'll start getting it first thing tomorrow morning. Dan McGowan, great job again on yesterday. That was a class. Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, yankeetreeservice.com. What can they do? They do it all. Tree trimming. Experts based right in Lincoln. Tree removal since 2006. And also 24-7 emergency service available. Call Yankee Tree Service today, 439 439- 6028 439 6028 whether it's tree removal stump grinding tree pruning emergency service bucket truck service and bobcat service since 2006 they've been performing tree removal service on top of that nothing stumps yankee tree service they provide stump grinding enjoy your landscape without the eyesore as far as pruning well let them get up there oftentimes a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down at Yankee Tree Service, their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best, the treatment plan for your tree. And maybe it's an emergency service. Did something come down? Call them today, 439-6028, 439-6028. If they have to, they get right up there in the bucket. Yankee Tree Service, since 2006, tree trimming experts. Give them a call, 439-6028, or online at yankeetreeservice.com. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. R.E. Coogan Heating. Call Coogs today. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Remember, whether it's plumbing, heating, or cooling, residential services, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone, they say. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them today at 401 732 6562 401 732 6562. It's R.E. Coogan and Heating. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable for plumbing, heating, and cooling. From winter to summer, the trained technicians provide 100% service, one customer at a time, from service calls to maintenance agreements to installation. R.E. Coogan Heating, proud to help residential customers. They pride themselves, they make customer service and satisfaction a top priority. As they say, as Coog says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them today, 401-732-6562, 401-732-6562. It's Coogs. It's R.E. Coogan and Heating. 